0: CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green. Offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media.
1: Welcome to PQBeat, a podcast of the Parksville-Qualicum Beach News. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the Vancouver Island Daily and the PQB News. Sunday is a huge day for sports fans and snack enthusiasts all over the world. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Joe Burrow and the upstart Cincinnati Bengals take on the Los Angeles Rams in the NFL's title game. Here to break it all down, we're happy to have back our Black Press NFL expert. Welcome, Aaron Halischuk. Thanks for having me again. I'm half pleased to note that one of my preseason picks, the Rams, made the big game. Josh Allen and his Bills let me down a little. Do you see it as a good stylistic match?
0: I do. You had a really good call on that one. I thought the Rams would absolutely go all in, but I didn't quite see them make the Super Bowl. But I think it will be a really good match between the two. I think it's sort of experience, obviously, versus youth. And I'm really excited to see just what Sean McVay brings to the table and uh, what Joe Burrow does under the big lights of the Super Bowl.
1: What do you see as some of the keys for the Rams?
0: I'm really curious to see the obviously the Aaron Donald matchup against Joe Burrow, how he's going to handle that sort of pressure. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, of course, what he's going to bring. I'm curious to see what version of Matthew Stafford is going to show up on Sunday, Uh, whether he's going to come through in the clutch or if it's just going to be interceptions after interceptions. And I'm also really curious to see. The competition between Sean McVay and, you know, his coaching tree, which is Zach Taylor, uh, that will be really interesting to see. You know, McVay didn't necessarily show his best coaching skills coming into the last few games of the playoffs with some of the timeout fumblings that he had. So I'm curious to see what he's going to
1: bring too. which Stafford do you expect to see?
0: I expect to see the good Stafford, but I can't guarantee that. I am very curious to see with him going, you know, to the biggest game of his life, how he's going to handle that pressure. He obviously showed up the last couple of playoff games, but going to be curious to see what pressure really does to
1: him. What do you think are some of the keys for the Bengals? Do you think their offensive line, which has been much maligned, can hold up against Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller? I think that's probably going
0: to be the number one key is what is the O-line going to do? A few games ago, Burrow just got, I think it was six sacks against him. So I think that's going to be the key. If they can give him a little bit of time in the pocket and just really, I think Aaron Donald is just going to be absolutely ruthless like he usually is, but just that much more. I think that's going to be a big part of what might win them the Super Bowl is how well the O-line holds up. And then how much they play Jamar Chase and how much of a factor I think he's going to be.
1: Just how much swagger does Joe Burrow have?
0: (laughs) He has brought it. He's linked out completely with his diamond necklaces and his sunglasses and his 80s throwback fashion. And he is just enjoying the spotlight. I think as he should be. He's got the, you know, the somewhat rookie swagger as well and, and deservingly so.
1: What do you think about him? Is it that makes him so good?
0: In addition to having the physical components to be a really good quarterback, I think he's very intelligent and he's got that part down. I think he's got really good vision as a quarterback and he knows how to read a defense. And I think those are characteristics that I think a lot of professional quarterbacks you either have or you don't have. And it's a really hard skill to learn.
1: Do you think that processing the game is the most important aspect for a quarterback?
0: Honestly, I think so. I think a lot of physical ability, while some of it is certainly natural, a lot of it can be learned and trained. Being able to process the game takes your skills to a whole nother level, and I think it's a rarity to see in really new quarterbacks entering the league.
1: Are you surprised that the Bengals made it this far?
0: I am, and I think a lot of people are, to be completely honest. I'm really happy that they did, and I'm really happy for their head coach and for their entire team in the city in general. I think it's going to make for a really good Super Bowl, and I'm really glad they made it in.
1: High-scoring game or low-scoring game?
0: I think it's going to be, honestly, I think it's going to be medium. I'm going to say maybe, you know, 27-21. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I think it's going to be pretty tight, like most of the playoffs. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter.
1: Potential MVP candidates?
0: I'm hoping it's going to be Cooper Cup. I think he should be the MVP, honestly, of the league. And I know that's a little bit controversial, seeing as he's not a quarterback. But he's shown he's got the skills this year. And he's just been absolutely phenomenal. So I think MVP of the game and MVP of the league this year.
1: We mentioned processing the game at an elite level. Cooper Cup sure sees the game at a high level.
0: Certainly does. He has that vision and that experience that it's hard to find. And when you get a quarterback and a receiver clicking on that level, they can come up with some pretty phenomenal things that they've showed this past year.
1: So you're going 27-21 Rams with Cooper Cup as the MVP.
0: Sadly, yes, I think the Rams will win. Do I want the Bengals to win? Yes, but I think I think the Rams are going to take it.
1: I also think the Rams are going to take it. I'll go 31-21, and I think Matthew Stafford will be the MVP. That's a good call. Switching gears a tiny little bit, what is your go-to snack this weekend?
0: Ooh, I'm going to go with the classic. Instead of the wings, I think I'm going to go with the nachos. I've been a vegetarian for 30 years, so no wings for me, so I'm going to go with, for sure, some, some nachos with extra cheese.
1: Nice. What about M&M's?
0: Uh, I'm not a big M&M's fan, not a huge chocolate person, so I think I'm going to stick with the salty snacks.
1: Beer or soda?
0: Definitely. Let's go for the cold one. Let's go for a beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right, let's shift gears a little bit to our local team, quote unquote, the Seattle Seahawks. Are you happy that Pete Carroll is coming back?
0: I am. I know it's maybe not necessarily the most popular answer these days but I don't think he was necessarily the problem this past year and I think to have that consistency going forward at least one more year I think that's a good thing and glad to see
1: him back Uh, How about some of the changes on the defensive side of the ball in the coaching room your thoughts on Clint Hurt, maybe Ed Donatelli, how can they help?
0: I think they're going to add interesting schemes to the defense this year I think with Clint Hurt he worked under Vic Fangio and really follows the Pete Carroll tradition of hiring coaches that he's worked with previously I know he and Clint worked together I think it was at the University of the Pacific back in the early 80s and I'm really hoping that he's going to be able to do kind of two things one change up the defense a little bit I know the Seahawks have such a tendency to play zone so much and I really hope they can sort of incorporate a bit more maybe man to man a bit and I'm hoping he can bring some of that also I think trying to find that star power with Jamal Adams is key and maybe he can be the one to really unlock
1: that you think Donatelli might be able to help Jamal Adams as well
0: I'm hoping so I think between the two of them I really hope they bring kind of a fresh perspective that is in my opinion a little bit overdue with the Seahawks defense
1: You see talk again about Russell Wilson, you know, kind of sniffing around. It has never, ever come from him, but it's always out there that he's sniffing around. You know, maybe he wants to go somewhere else. Do you think he will ever get traded?
0: You know, I don't think he will. If he ever does get traded, it's certainly going to come from the Seahawks front office and not from him. I mean, he went as far as putting the no trade clause in. He is so dedicated to the city both on and off the field that unless there is a massive shift in the organization with the players, with the front office, I have a really hard time seeing it come from him. So I don't think he will. Rumors will be rumors and that's what sells tickets and that's what drives the NFL. But from him, I don't think he will ever ever request a
1: trade. We've talked before about the franchise quarterback being the most important piece. Why would you give it up when you have it?
0: Exactly. And I think we've always said that the most important part of a football team revolves around the quarterback. And it is so difficult, so incredibly difficult to find a franchise quarterback or even a good quarterback at that. And when you have it, you know, why would you let it go?
1: Speaking of Russell Wilson, did you see the NFL's skills competition and the Pro Bowl?
0: I did. I watched him go up in the skills competition against Mac Jones, and boy, did he put on a bit of a show. I think his finger definitely is healed. So that was really fun to watch and watch him go for those really, really long balls. And I mean, that's his specialty, and he was able to put that out into true form. I think it was Thursday night during the skills competition. And then I caught a little bit of the Pro Bowl. I'll be honest, I didn't watch a ton of it. They've had some walkthrough practices a little bit more intense than that, but always a little bit enjoyable, and obviously it's it's for the fans and certainly not for the
1: players. I'm old enough to remember when the players actually cared about playing in the Pro Bowl. It was a matter of pride, AFC versus NFC, and they, they actually hit each other. The two-hand touch, I, I thought that was almost embarrassing.
0: I think it really was. I think it was, you know, just taking a quick peek on social media, it was just absolutely laughable. And, you know, if anything maybe just keep it to a skills competition and have it more of as as a formality, have them named to a Pro Bowl team. But to actually go ahead and play the game, it's like you said, it's kind of a bit of a
1: joke. You and I were talking before we were on the air about just let them play flag football.
0: That's right. I think that would be a great idea. And there's such an emphasis, I know, during the season with the NFL and partnerships with flag football and youth, you know, bring kids out, you know, have them play maybe against the professionals or figure out a way to make it more of a competition that way and that way you don't have to worry about the hitting but at least involve maybe other teams with it but this sort of half-hearted touch football is quite (laughs) laughable at
1: best well one of the things that the nfl has has struggled to do is is gain it's so wildly popular in north america but worldwide it doesn't resonate and i was thinking that if they had a flag football showcase that might be the way to show their top athletes to potential fans all over the world who may not want to be involved with the hitting or anything. And and you can play flag football almost anywhere.
0: That's a great idea. And I know they have the NFL international program that tries to get players from Europe and Asia and everywhere across the world. And that's a great way to incorporate maybe some youth from those countries. And like you said, really spread the game around a bit, try and bring it up. And get some more attention i know there's a few australian players in the nfl and you know with rugby being such a huge game there maybe try touch football or flag football and i think yeah like you said that would be a really good way to to spread the game out to a wider audience
1: sticking with the seahawks former seahawk richard sherman has a podcast and he's been sniping a little bit at the team from afar your thoughts on what he's been saying and his legacy as a seahawk
0: i think sniping is a very delicate word and very generous word perhaps I think his legacy, unfortunately, I feel it's maybe falling into question a little bit. Some of the things that he said the past couple of weeks on his podcast, putting some blame on the fans themselves is completely unheard of. And, you know, it's not surprising, perhaps Richard Sherman's notorious for lack of accountability and it's everybody's fault or everybody's problem except for his own but to put blame on the fans to expect them to win more Super Bowls I mean that's completely unheard of that is the whole point of the game to hear some of the things that he was saying was disappointing I don't know how much it will affect the diehard fans in Seattle ultimately he's going to be in you know their ring of honor but it kind of took a little bit of the edge off I will admit
1: one of sherman's old foils tom brady called it a career your thoughts on probably the greatest quarterback of all time
0: i was sad to see him retire in one way i honestly didn't think it was going to happen this year i thought maybe he'd have at least one more year go out on a super bowl winning year again not surprised certainly getting up there in age and with a lot of his teammates you know with gronk getting up there as well I'll be the first one to say, oh, I'm glad to see it happen. It paves the way at least now for a few younger quarterbacks
1: to try and make their mark. As a Dolphins fan, I am not sad to see him go. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. Now, one of the connections that you're making to this game is your, your favorite CFL team is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And there's a special connection for this game.
0: There certainly is. Uh, I was really happy to kind of uncover it after a little bit of research. And I do recall seeing this team way back when, 2007, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber team, and they did end up going to the Grey Cup. They did lose the Grey Cup that year. But on that specific team, there's some really interesting connections to the NFL, particularly to the Super Bowl this year. Their third string quarterback... For the bombers that year was now arizona head coach cliff kingsbury he was their third string quarterback but their fourth string quarterback on the blue bomber team that year was none other than super bowl coach for the Bengals zach taylor and he was basically in charge of the scouting team for the bombers i don't think he ever actually picked up a ball during any game that year but it's kind of neat to see that connection and the winnipeg connections that are associated to the nfl and specifically the super bowl this year
1: how soon after the big game do you start getting football withdrawal?
0: Most likely by Tuesday morning, kind of ride the fan on Monday, read all the articles, look at all the stats, and then by Tuesday, I'm ready to go. And then by the next Sunday, I quickly realize that there's no football
1: and don't really know what to do. How soon do you start thinking about the draft?
0: Pretty soon uh, I really like looking at the scouting combine. I think that's early March sometime so kind of try and take a peek at that and then based on that start to make uh, some sort of scouting outlook for the draft at the end of April and then uh, really start to get my fantasy team in check this year.
1: Erin tremendous insight as always thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. That's this edition of PQ Beat produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com.
0: Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening
1: in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com.